0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man, I'm uh, glad to be here, as usual. Good to see you, you looking all sharp <laughs> in the camera. Armacost in HD. HD Armacost. Hey. Looking sharp there, buddy. <laughs> Look at you. Got makeup on there or something? What's going on? Well, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give away my secrets. <laughs> Your trade got secret. I got I to put this like matte <laughs> Mattifier stuff on my face because I'm so shiny. And then people say, why is your face so shiny? You look like you're sweating. You look yeah. like you're Nixon in the in the John F. Kennedy <laughs> debates. He's all sweating. He refused to put the makeup on. Yes, so I, I got to put that matte that. stuff on. Yeah, because then I get a bunch of emails. People think like I'm nervous or something. I'm not. There's not my bag of donuts. <laughs> Anxiety, not my thing. All right. I got a stack show. Solomon again, John Solomon goes on Hattie last night, drops another like Megaton bomb on us. Uh, Something Joe and I have been talking about for a long time. We were just talking about that before we get on the show here. So uh, we're going to get to that. I'm going to tie it all in for you. It's going to make a whole bunch of sense. Don't go anywhere. Stack show today. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. Hey, here's the reality. Emergencies usually strike without warning. That's why they're emergencies or else you could prepare for them. We're surprised when the power goes out. Sometimes you get hurricanes like Michael that hit with little warning, and they, Hurricane Michael was more deeply impactful than anybody anticipated down here. Uh, certainly, with earthquakes, a zero warning, things happen you just don't expect. And when it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. Now you're in a panic scramble. The best thing to do to prepare for emergencies is to do it now, while everything's calm. Ask yourself, could you feed yourself and your family for two weeks with the food you have at home at this very moment? We ensure everything in our uh, lives that matter, our health. Oh, we ensure our cars, our homes. Why would you not insure basic food supply? It doesn't make sense. If not, it's time to act and secure an emergency food supply today. I trust and use my Patriot Supply, and you should, too. A two-week food kit will get you started. This week, it's at a special price of only $75 when you go to my special site, preparewithdan.com. These food kits include meals that last up to 25 years in storage. It ships directly to your door. Uh, order now and prepare yourself so there'll be no surprises even when disaster strikes. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Go pick this up. I got a few boxes in my closet. Definitely worth having. Ensure everything, li- everything in your lives that matter. Buy yourself some peace of mind. Ensure your food supply. Okay, uh, getting to it. Uh, so John Solomon, last night on Hannity, uh, he comes out and uh, d- describes the scandal we've been describing for a long time that's... Uh, at length uh, described in my book Spygate about the Ukrainian involvement in the election to help Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. folks. We've been talking about this forever. And can I just say, on a side note, there's some lunatic out there. You know who? I'm not even going to give this guy a time of day because he's so crazy. I'm afraid to make show up in my community outside my door. He's so nuts. Uh, but he does like these weirdo periscopes. He works mm-hmm. for the. Ru- I mean, literally works for the Russians. Mm-hmm. He keeps insisting that somehow we never discuss this Ukrainian scandal, as if my book, Joe, doesn't exist, where you can actually read it, like in the book. But that would require you to, I don't know if he can read, actually, Um, but he probably can't. I mean, he may need it dictated to him. But we've been talking about the Ukrainian side of this forever, like since the beginning. Have we not, Joe? Yeah, man. Uh, You are the producer for the show, right? Yeah, dude, listen to the show, Uh, will you? Go back in the archives. Check it out. Yeah. he does <laughs> exactly yeah. thank you um but he's a lunatic uh so but solomon is not john solomon's a very good reporter and last night he finally came out and dropped the bomb that there may be a tape out there Uh-oh. a tape of lucre an actual tape like joe in the collusion thing what's been missing the entire time the collusion hoax against trump yeah evidence Ev- evidence yeah there's no actual evidence that happened So the Ukrainians effort in the election to help Hillary Clinton. Now there's an ongoing criminal prosecution in Ukraine against people who may have uh, tried to intercede, interfere, excuse me, with our election. Mm. Um, There's an act. There may be an actual tape out there. So John Solomon has this piece up in the hill. Paulo, put it up on the screen. And he went on Hannity last night to talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, there is an actual criminal prosecution ongoing right now in Ukraine about Ukrainians who were embedding themselves in our election trying to help who? Hillary Clinton. Sounds to me like foreign collusion. Here is a snippet from John Solomon's piece that I want to. I'm, I'm going to. It's in the show notes, by the way. Please read it. It's short. Uh, it's to the point. It's in the show notes at bongino.com, attached to today's podcast. If you just click on the podcast link in the menu on my website, Solomon, in his interview on Hill TV, he's talking to this guy, uh, Lutsenko, who is the equivalent of the attorney general in Ukraine, he's the prosecutor mm-hmm. general. So Solomon asked Lutsenko about reports that a member of Ukraine's parliament obtained a tape of the the current head of this National Corruption Bureau saying that he was attempting to help Clinton win the 2016 election, as well as connections that helped release the Black Ledger files that exposed Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort's wrongdoing in Ukraine. Quote, this member of parliament even attached the audio tape where several men, one of which had a voice similar to the voice of Mr. Cynthia, uh, Cynthia discussed the matter. Woo. Folks. We have been discussing Ukrainian involvement in this thing for eons. Their connection to Alexandra Chalupa, a DNC operative yeah. who left her post at the DNC, was having meetings with Ukrainian officials where she's bringing along a reporter and Michael Isikoff. The Ukrainians, some components of the Ukrainian government were clearly in the tank for Hillary Clinton, were colluding with known Democrats and media officials and we now have an alleged tape out there, which oh boy, we you got to hear that tape of Ukrainians putting out the infamous Black Ledger. For those of you who don't remember what the Black Ledger was, this is an important part of the case. This is where the whole Paul Manafort thing starts. Manafort is, a, is working on behalf of a Ukrainian, uh, the former Ukrainian head of state, Yanukovych. Mm-hmm. It's alleged in this ledger that there were cash payments upwards of 10 to 12 million dollars made to Manafort. And these payments were documented, these illicit payments, Joe, in a ledger. It's become known as the Black Ledger. Mm-hmm. No one has seen, though, this Black Ledger to date. And it's not sure that we're not sure these payments actually exist. Mm-hmm. But the allegations of these illicit illicit payments to Manafort are what started the whole anti-Manafort thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is like yeah. the greatest spy story ever told, except the story's full of idiots and political morons. But it is a fascinating story <laughs> because the whole time we've been told what? The Russians colluded to help Donald Trump. That story is a hoax. It has always been a hoax. The the Russians do not like us. They are not our friends. I don't work for the Russians like that other goofball. Uh, The Russians are not our friends. Mm -mm. The Russians would get involved in an election in a heartbeat if they thought they could overturn the results of it just to make the country eat itself alive. They'll try to interfere however they can, I have no doubt. But Russian collusion with the Trump team is a hoax. Yet Ukrainian collusion with the Democrats is looking not only more likely, but more certain every single day. Now, here's where it gets good, folks. You have to understand the background of this and why this story is so devastating to Democrats. So again, let's not bury the lead. I like to put the lead out at the start. Solomon now drops this bombshell last night, this piece, that there may be a tape out there of foreigners in Ukraine Talking about how they're going to damage Manafort to help Hillary Clinton. About these Black Ledger payments that may or may not exist. Everybody copy that? Copy. That is the very definition of collusion. Period. Aye. Yeah. This is one of the stories, Joe, that they want desperately to go away. Now, there's a backstory to this. You have to understand why... The Russian collusion narrative served as a cute distraction from the Ukrainian involvement in our election to help Hillary. Paula, if you don't mind, put up that headline from Politico. This is a story that goes all the way back to 2009. This is what we do on this show. I I think you're going to have a hard time finding elsewhere. It's a story by Ken Vogel and Ben Smith in Politico back in 2009. The headline of the Politico piece, Obama Consultants. Land Abroad. Where are they landing, Joe? Well, I'll read the first paragraph. Keep that up, Paula. Uh, you can watch it on our YouTube, by the way, if you want to see the video, youtube.com slash Bongino. Check it out. All these headlines will be up there for you. If not, you can read them in our show notes. <laughs> In Kiev, and Kharkiv, and other and Kharkiv and other cities in Ukraine, American political consultants who worked worked against one another in Iowa and New Hampshire, and then in the general election, are facing off again in somewhat surreal uh, your Eastern European in a somewhat surreal Eastern European replay of the 2008 campaign. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Joe, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I do, ladies and Daniel. gentlemen, who was on one side uh, back in 2009? of a political fight in Ukraine. One side was Manafort. I am not apologizing for Manafort. He's already pled guilty to some pretty nasty stuff. I don't know Manafort. I've never met Manafort. Manafort clearly should have handled his business a little differently. But let's not gloss over the fact that what Manafort's alleged to have done with his violation of Farah, the Foreign Agency Registry Act, Joe, where he was, he's alleged to be lobbying on behalf of Ukrainian officials without registering as a foreign AG, a, a agent representative, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Farah is. Mm-hmm. Who was on the other side of that lobbying on behalf of foreign agents? Paula, can you put up that headline again? <laughs> Obama consultants land abroad. <laughs> so whereas Manafort was working for Ukrainian Yanukovych. Clinton people were working for Tim Yushchenko, and Obama consultants were working for Yushchenko. All opponents in over a course of time in Ukraine of Manafort's guy Yanukovych. Folks, this headbutting, that was me smashing my knuckles together there. This headbutting, knuckle smashing that was done started a long time ago. This Ukrainian involvement and our involvement in Ukraine goes all the way back it goes pre-2008 but the fight between Obama people who were loyal to one side in Ukraine and Manafort and others who were loyal to the other side and Democrats by the way the Podesta people were involved with Manafort's side Mm. Tells you Joe what? That this is not partisan Mm. this is swamp piggery Uh. This is U.S. political consultants getting rich off foreign international strife in Ukraine and hiding behind it in an effort to distract you by pointing to, hey, look, Trump colluded with the Russians. Pay no attention to what happened in Ukraine. Why do they not want you to see what happened in Ukraine? Because Obama and Clinton people were involved, too. Hillary Clinton's pollster, if you read that political piece, was over there in Ukraine. Folks, this has been going on forever. This is the real story. Now, the fact that the Ukrainians, who were likely aligned with the Clinton-Obama sphere, who involved themselves in the Ukrainian election, these Obama people, were probably paying back some kind of favor by feeding to the U.S. government information on Manafort about these payments that may or may not have been made in an effort to help who? Who? Hillary Clinton. That's the real foreign collusion story, folks. Now, what else are they hiding? This is why I'm telling you, my second book's going to blow your mind. Because Connections came after the publication of my first book. Connections became more transparent. This Ukrainian angle to the story. Again, we got to be crystal clear. The real collusion story. Not Russia. It's Ukraine. And the real collusion story is that Ukrainian officials tried to help Hillary and damage Trump. And there may, may be a tape now. Oh, we need to see this tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but the part I was getting to about Spygate, too, is there are connections and motivations people had that weren't clear at the time that are now crystal clear. Joe, who else was knee deep in Ukraine? So now we know Obama consultants were working there. We know Hillary's pollsters and consultants were working against Manafort, who's working there. Manafort's working with Podesta, with John Podesta's brother, Hillary Clinton's right hand man's brother is working with Manafort against other Clinton pollsters. Why? I'm rubbing my yeah. fingers together. Money. Cha ching. Yeah. Win a winner chicken dinner. Who can get over to Ukraine fast enough and cash out? That's why I get really annoyed, folks. I mean, I'll finish my point in a second, but this is important. It's why I get really annoyed when people who read the first book or people who tweet to me who are liberal lunatic goons who didn't, actually didn't read the book. They just comment on it. They're like, well, what do you think? Republicans weren't involved in this? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the one exposing all this. I'm the one, well, I haven't even gotten yet to, I'm going to get to you next to David Kramer angle, and why criticism of McCain and his staff's involvement in Spygate is totally legitimate. God rest the man's soul. It is not speaking ill of the dead to put out facts, Joe, so this doesn't happen again. I'll get to that in a second. But Joe, have we not been all over the fact that the involvement of key Republicans in this yeah. was from the inception of the collusion hoax? Wait, did you not read the did you Have you not listened to the show ever? Mm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be whiny. Or uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I... I'm really, it, folks, I just get upset because Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, it bothers me personally because I don't have a thick skin. I may sometimes appear that I but I really don't. I've done a lot of good investigative work on this and, and in conjunction with DC, McAllister, and Matt, and uh and other researchers I'm working with and sources of mine. And it indicates that there's been heavy Republican involvement, which we have gladly reported on to out who, Joe, the swamp. Right. We're not protecting anybody here. This effort by the Ukrainians was clearly an effort to align with U.S. politically connected figures, which some Ukrainians in turn paid back the favor in the Trump election. That's the real collusion story. Now, getting back to my point, Pige- Spygate 2, one of the connections we're going to make here is the Biden clown, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Biden crew. Excuse me. Yeah. The Biden clown. I almost slipped there. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a <laughs> legitimate slip. The Biden crew. Joe Biden, and by the way, there's an old, a Breitbart piece from a couple weeks ago that came out that Biden's now, Joe Biden, who's going to announce a run for president yeah. any day, Joe. Biden is starting to panic now because he's starting to realize that his son Hunter, his son Hunter's connections to both China, where Peter Schweitzer was on with Laura Ingram last night, describing some of his Chinese connections yeah. that are suspicious. But one of the things we've been highlighting extensively on the show is who else is tied to Ukraine? Now we have Obama consultants, Clinton consultants tied to Ukraine, Podesta, Manafort, all cleaning up in Ukraine. We also have big lunch bucket Joe's son, Hunter, who right after a trip back in April, April 14th, when uh, Joe Biden is the VP, Mm -hmm. uh, his son, Hunter, conveniently gets a position, Joe, on the largest natural gas company in Ukraine, a company called Burisma. How about that? Conveniently gets that nice, sweet, how about that? That nice, sweet board position on this Ukrainian gas company right after Joe Biden visits Ukraine. My, my, my. Any conflict of interest there? (laughs) You think? You think? Folks, the real story they're trying uh, trying to hide is Ukraine. I believe this is why they had to shut Manafort up. You understand, Joe, that if you if you follow my show, I've discussed these three buckets, right? Mm -hmm. Plan A, the unmaskings uh, and the misuse of the NSA database Mm -hmm. to spy on the Trump team. Plan B, when plan A was exposed by Mike Rogers, plan B was the use of the FISA court to legally spy on the Trump team, Mm -hmm. unethically and immorally, but use the legal system through the FISA court to spy on the Trump team. Plan C took effect when Trump won the election unexpectedly and they thought they would be exposed. The appointment of Mueller was clearly, clearly at this point, an effort to keep the attention off the bad stuff that happened in the Obama years and keep the attention on Trump. If you understand those three plans, you understand why Mueller felt the need to prosecute Manafort so viciously, early morning raids and all this other stuff, because Joe Who understands the Ukrainian involvement of Hunter Biden, of Obama's people, and of Clinton people in Ukraine better than anyone? Manafort. Manafort does. Because he was on the other side of this. Actually working with relatives of Clinton people. Manafort had to be shut down. He could talk about and expose this whole thing. You may say, well, why prosecute him? He'll get out of jail sometime and write a book. It doesn't matter. The statute of limitations in our heads will be long gone by then. They needed to shut this down so there was no immediate call, once Manafort came out and talked about this, for exposing all of these people who colluded in the election in Ukraine to help Mrs. Clinton here. Folks, this is devastating stuff. And just to be clear, read the piece by Solomon because his, it, what he said last night was really profound. He indicated last night there is a tape out there. I don't know if he's heard it. Um, he, he, he I, I was a little unclear when he said if he'd heard the tape. He, he seemed to hedge a bit, and I'm not sure. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to put my show's credibility on line. That's up for John to to clear up himself. Mm-hmm. But there's no question he indicated that there's a tape out there of people on a recording, Ukrainian officials, talking about how they're going to impact the election negatively for Trump to help Hillary Clinton. We also know that Nellie Orr, Fusion GPS employee, was working for Mrs. Clinton. We know Nellie Orr was one of she She's indicated in sworn testimony that one of Fusion GPS's sources for their negative information on Trump was a Ukrainian lawmaker by the name of Sergei Lushenko. Folks, the Ukrainian collusion story is the story. There is no Russian collusion story, it is a hoax. The whole appointment with, of Bob Mueller to advance this thing is additional proof that they're trying to distract you with stupid. There is no collusion evidence, yet, there's tons of evidence of Ukrainian collusion. All right, I want to move on because this McCain thing has gotten entirely out of control, and it's gotten away from facts and into personal stuff. That's not it, it. It's not even necessary at this point. I'm going to get to that in a second. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse is one of my favorite sponsors. We've been there with me from the beginning. The story how I found Brickhouse Nutrition is is kind of interesting. Uh, Miles, the head of the company, reached out early. He said, "I got this great product called Foundation. I'd like you to try it." I was like, "Ah." Remember Paul? In the beginning, I was like, "Ah, I get these nutrition supplements all the time." I said, "Tell you what, Miles, send me a this, send me a bottle." Foundation was so good. I kid you not. I was like, "We need you guys to sponsor, stat." People, at, Joe, right? Little Joe yeah, likes man. it. Joe's yeah. son is little Joe. Yeah, he was using it. It's good stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. No joke, foundation, this stuff is the yeah. real deal. By the way, Miles, send Joe some more. We need a refill up there. Yeah. Foundation, Here, what, here's what, what is <laughs> Thanks, foundation, Miles. folks. It is a, cre- yeah, you got it. It's a creatine ATP blend. It is like two extra gas tanks in the gym. It does three things, look better, feel better, perform better. Those are the three things you want. You will look better. It leads to intramuscular volumization, meaning your muscles will look bigger. They will look harder, more toned just by taking the product. It's that good. You don't believe me? Try the mirror test. Give yourself a look in the mirror. Come back seven days later. Look again after you've taken foundation for seven days. You'll feel better. It gives you like two extra gas tanks in the gym. You will perform better in the gym as a result of that. It is the trifecta of great nutrition products. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I take it every day. I take it before my workout. Sometimes I'll take it after the workout again. But follow the label instructions. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. Try that mirror test. You will not regret it. Your loved ones will like it too. Right, Paula? <laughs> She's like, right. no, shut no. up. <laughs> 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 right, Dan? <laughs> Paula, Miss Producer. You're Mr. Producer, Joe. All right, so moving on. <laughs> so this uh, story in the news the last few days, because uh, uh, Trump has uh, is, is gone after McCain, uh, John McCain, Uh, And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to get into any of the personal stuff between the two. It's clear that, you know, McCain is now since passed. Uh, uh, Obviously, it's I I, you know, I don't care. I don't I don't know McCain. I never met him. He never did anything for me in my elections. I have no allegiance here on, on the on the issue to either side. I have an allegiance to the facts. But I will say this, Joe. Criticism of McCain's role and his associate David Kramer. In the distribution of the dossier, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, is entirely legitimate. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody tells you. I'm not going to be forced into your groupthink and your your, your nonsense far-left talking points. Because, by the way, the media, Joe, remember when McCain ran for president against Obama? Yeah. The media hated John McCain. Oh, yeah, man. Called him a racist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they put pictures of him on on magazines with bad lighting that made him look like the devil incarnate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, hard pass on the media's defense of McCain because the media were the ones attacking McCain when I was the one out there campaigning for him and voting for him. So please give me a break. Not total garbage. Well, I couldn't campaign for him at the time. it was my Secret Service days, but I did vote for him. And that was actually what spurred me that loss. To get involved later on um, in politics, because I couldn't believe Obama had gotten, uh, gotten elected at the time, with all this, the, the stuff he was putting out there, it was just amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, here are the facts about why this is because I'm being candid with you. There are a lot of people in the cable news environment out there that are getting this story wrong. The reason McCain's involvement in this is so devastating is because his associate a uh, uh, David Kramer, the one who was pushing this Joe, it's his connections to the media that are the problem. Don't screw this up. Let me explain to you. Yeah, here's a piece by the Daily Caller, Chuck Ross, hat tip Chuck Ross, really good piece. It's an older one from a few days ago, but it's very good. John McCain associated contact with a dozen reporters regarding the Steele dossier. I'm going to go through some snippets from these pieces in a moment, but this is why you have to get the facts straight, why McCain and his associate. It's not that they passed it to the FBI. Now, you may say the dossier. I'm talking about the dossier. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, in case you're in the background, McCain gets a copy of the dossier, mm-hmm. and we know, according to the testimony of Bill Price Step at the FBI, we know this for a fact. We know in December, McCain hands a copy of the dossier to the FBI. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a fact. That's not in question. The FBI's already admitted it. it, it McCain's people have admitted it. It's not a mystery. Now, uh, that's untoward, Joe. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, a yeah. dirty dossier. You got a, a senator in his own party. Mm-hmm. Instead of confronting Trump about it, which McCain should have done, Because it was a political oppo document. What does he do? He gives it to the FBI. That's bad enough. But I got to be honest with you, folks. I have a problem with it. I have have an ethical and moral issue with it. He should have confronted Trump first about it Mm -hmm. and figured out it was a political hit job and it wasn't a real document. But him giving it to the FBI, all right, whatever. I mean, some McCain defenders are like, well, you know, John McCain was unsure of the veracity of the document show. So he handed it off to the FBI to verify it again. I don't buy that. Mm. I think it was political motivations because he didn't like Trump. But I understand. I get it. I'm not forgiving it. Please don't Mm -hmm. email me. I'm not apologizing. I just said to you, I don't agree with that approach. I think it was unethical and immoral. But I get the the attack line they're taking. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying Mm -hmm. to give you both sides so you have a more robust argument when you argue with your liberal friends because this Mm -hmm. is what they're going to say. They're going to say to you, well, McCain couldn't vary. He's not an investigator. He was a senator. He gave it to the FBI. Stipulated. Fine. I don't agree with it. I give you that. That's not the problem. The problem is they gave it to the media. Mm -hmm. That's where the the, the, the talking head environment, you're missing the point. The point is not the FBI because you're giving the left an out. Well, the FBI was going to investigate it fine well why did they give it to the media have you explained that so you're telling the media was going to investigate i thought you said the fbi was going to so if mccain was so sure joe you see where i'm going with this that the fbi was going to investigate it then why does your associate then hand it off to the media you just said you needed it investigated because you didn't weren't sure it was true so if you're not sure it's true why are you giving it to the media well, why nobody is calling out the left on this and and the rhino defenders of McCain? I'll give you an example. I saw Jamie Weinstein, who candidly, I can't stand. This guy is like uh, the, the biggest Snuggie wearing snowflake I've ever seen. I can't stand this kid, really. Mm-hmm. I used to run into him at a studio down here. He pretends to be a Republican. He's really just a big phony who attacks people on the left. He's a total fraud. But he's one of these guys on Twitter. Well, what do you want McCain to do? He passed it off to the FBI. Well, I don't want his associate to pass it off to the media, too. I thought you just said he passed it off to the FBI because it wasn't verified. So you're passing off unverified information about the Republican nominee for president. In that case, the, the winner of the election in December, unverified information to the media, despite the fact that you just said you passed it to the FBI because it was unverified. Can you explain that? Uh, no, of course you can't. Because you're an idiot. Hey, mom! That really fighting? I did <laughs> yeah, What is she doing back there? I was going to respond to this dope, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to tweet back because it's so stupid. Mm. These guys are so desperate to protect the swamp. Republicans, too. Oh, we don't want to talk about Ukraine because be, there are Republican consultants. Everywhere. No, I do want to talk about Ukraine. I want to talk about the people who took the money in Ukraine and people who knew about it. That's what I want to talk. I don't care who they are who then had favors paid back later for Mrs. Clinton because they were were working on behalf of other people in Ukraine. I want to talk about this too. Let me read from the Chuck Ross piece in the Daily Caller. Here's a quote. David Kramer, who by the way is a known McCain associate, a former State Department official, said in a deposition on December 13th of 2017, listen to this, that he provided a copy of Christopher Steele's dossier to reporters from McClatchy, NPR, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, BuzzFeed, and CNN's Carl Bernstein. Oh, this was where it gets really sweet. He also shared the report with State Department official Victoria Nuland. By the way, uh, uh, wait, hold on, keep that up, Paula. A known Clinton acolyte, back to the quote, and Obama National Security Council official Celeste Wallander and Illinois GOP rep Adam Kinzinger, a known rhino. So what is it? Did David Kramer, and the McCain associate, give it to the FBI because it was unverified? And if he did, why is he passing off unverified information to Obama State Department officials who are Clinton bootlickers like Victoria Nuland, Obama national security officials, and media people who are clearly leaning to the left with the one exception of the Wall Street Journal? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone have an explanation for that? It is perfectly fair and entirely legitimate to criticize David Kramer's role in advancing what we now know to be a hoax dossier that was used to spy on what we now know are innocent American citizens. How do we know? Because it was used to spy on Carter Page and the Trump team, Joe, and Carter Page has never been charged with even one crime involved in this explain to me again why this isn't fair now in my first book the spy game still out now it just came out a little while ago you can read in detail a hat tip to denise who did a lot of good research on this by the way in detail and matt john mccain's staff and their role in this we cover this extensively extensively this is not new news And again, I just want to say one last time, I don't agree with his decision to give it to the FBI, but if that's the liberal take, well, he was just verifying it. Okay, then explain to me why he gave it to Obama State Department people, Obama National Security people, and liberal media outlets too, if it was unverified. No, 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 it was verified. It wasn't. It's never been verified. You're lying. And you just said you gave it to the FBI because it was unverified. If you knew it was verified, why would you give it to the FBI? <laughs> yes. To verify it? You understand Joe, how they can't possibly circle their way out of This isn't... I, I, I don't blame Trump <laughs> one iota for being fired up about this. I've got a couple more of this I want to get to, but j- just one quick thing on Trump and why he's so f- infuriated, rightfully so, about this whole thing, mm-hmm, folks. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in the man's shoes. Imagine Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Joe runs for president. He wins. He finds out later that it's alleged he colluded with the Russians. Hmm. Joe knows for a fact he didn't. Matter of fact, he's confused wow. about what you're even talking about right. because he doesn't know what you're, because it didn't happen. Right. He finds out later, Joe, that me, an associate and a friend of his, Dan Bongino, took a filthy dossier uh. about a pee tape huh. about Joe that doesn't exist huh. and gave it to the, uh, when Joe's up in Maryland, the Maryland State Police to investigate. How could you do that? And this? while doing that, How could you do this to Joe? Joe, I'm I'm supposed to be a political uh, ally of Joe. McCain's a Republican. Trump's a Republican, right? You then find out that I took this dossier on Joe I had, even though I'm his friend, and I not only gave it to the Maryland State Police to investigate, but I gave it to the Baltimore Sun, the uh, Annapolis Gazette, and other local papers to run stories on to make sure Joe was humiliated (laughs) despite the fact that Joe did nothing wrong. Yes, Joe, you'd be quite upset. Yeah, you think? You think a little bit? Yeah. And now I love it that the media that hated John McCain called him a racist. You know, he hated old people. Ah. John McCain was going to, you know, kill puppies and kittens. I mean, they were savage to John McCain while people like Joe and I were actually voting for him, by the way. Hmm. So don't give me your crap. Like, this isn't fair game for us. The same media people that savage McCain are now like, it is totally off limits for Trump to confront McCain. Listen, you got to beef with the personal stuff. Fine. But McCain and his people, God rest the man's soul and his and his service to the country. Mm-hmm. Had a, a, a key role in the distribution of a hoax document used to spy on an innocent American citizen that does not change because he's left us. None of it does. And the only way to stop this from happening again is to find out who in each party, regardless of your political affiliation, was involved in this scheme. And I'm not letting it go. I'm not going to be pressured into letting it go. And I don't care about your group thing on that, frankly, or anything else. And one more thing on this, for those of you totally Paul is like, please don't go here. I can tell for those of you who've been emailing me about another situation. Yeah, and you think, you, you don't know, and I'm sorry, I don't like to criticize, I love my listeners, but I've been getting some emails about it, and you know what I'm talking about. You don't know the backstory. Joe knows what I'm talking about. When you find out mm. another day in the, it'll make a world of sense. Don't ever email me about criticizing my integrity on stuff when you don't know the story. Mm. Sorry, but it's just, I know my wife's going to be like, why'd you, because I have to. Because I'm getting tired of this stuff. Folks, you matter to me. We have come on this air and we have, we've, we've tried repeatedly to get the truth out there. The story matters. The truth has not always been convenient. The truth has been damaging to Republicans sometimes too. And it bothers me when I get emails from people who somehow think they know the backstory and they don't. And they're questioning like our allegiance to the truth. Like, oh my gosh, are you guys obedient to your corporate masters? Really, Man. Joe, we have corporate masters? Did you know about that? No. I'm a bit unsure about that. You don't know what's going on. That's the problem. That's what bothers me about it. All right, moving on. I'm sorry. I'm really salty today because I'm not. I'm in a good mood, but I'm just. I get bothered by all these constant attacks on nonsense. I know we shouldn't even give it airtime, but I have to. Okay, Um, moving on. This is another quote from the Chuck Ross piece at the Daily Caller, showing you. How bad this really was, the involvement of Kramer and McCain associate David Kramer in the propagation of the dossier throughout the media. Quote, I met with Mr. Bernstein, Paula highlighted this for us, at Mr. Steele's request. And I believe Mr. Bernstein had been in touch with Mr. Steele. And so Mr. Steele asked me if I would meet with him and talk with him about it. Since Bernstein was in the U.S. and Steele was in London, said Kramer, who was an executive At the McCain Institute. Keep that up a second. I met with Mr. Bernstein at Mr. Steele's request. Again, John McCain's associate, David Kramer, an executive at the McCain Institute, meets with Carl Bernstein. Remember Carl Bernstein of Watergate Mm -hmm. fame, Mm -hmm. a reporter, at Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele's request, the producer of the dirty dossier. So again, explain to me, uh, I'd like you to explain to me with a straight face, please, how we shouldn't address that. It's now off limits because uh, McCain's, uh, we've lost McCain. Again, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, it's, it's, you don't want to speak ill of the dead. It's not my goal here. It's not my goal to add to anybody's pain. Um, it's not. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a serious scandal. And the fact that an associate of a United States senator at the time was meeting with the FBI, the State Department under Obama, Obama national security officials, and then passing off information to Watergate guy, Carl Bernstein, at the request of a guy who produced the hoax dossier, Christopher Steele, is kind of a story, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm still unsure why this is off limits. Oh, because the media said so. I, ugh, I'd give it the double-barrel middle finger if it wasn't a family-friendly show right now. I don't care. I'm not interested in the media's opinion on it. I'm interested in what happened. This is Kramer's own words I'm giving you. What, we're not allowed to use that? We're not allowed to use McCain's associate, David Kramer, his own words now? Because the media said so? BS. Hardcore BS. Oh boy. Salty show today, folks. Salty. Yes, sir. I'm actually in a good mood. (laughs) I am. I keep saying it because I am. I just. um, Yeah. All right. You know, you you see the show and I think the show's been so successful, scars and all, because I don't hide anything. And, you know, I don't pretend, you know, I pretend you got to let it roll off. People email me sometimes. Don't give these people air to No, Sometimes they need it. You know, I'm just a guy and I'm going to defend myself and my reputation no matter what. Um, and even to listeners sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm, this matters to me. It's never about the money or the free. Joe, we worked for free for what? Like three years. Oh, man, a long time. <laughs> Joe worked for free forever. Poor guy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> By the way, for those who've been emailing me about my, uh, my health, given that I had two surgeries in two weeks, I'm doing okay. Here's a little for the YouTube. You see that I'm only having one problem. That little uh, that's a bruise there. You see that, that big, <laughs> that's a bruise. That's not the shadow that, uh cut on my inner arm that they took out those fatty tumors is uh having a tough time healing that's the only one but other than that i'm doing okay folks so uh thank you for all your concern all right today's show also brought to you by our buddies at policy genius hey getting life insurance can feel like assembling the world's worst jigsaw puzzle it's confusing it takes forever when you're finally done it doesn't even look cool but if you have a mortgage, kids, or anyone who depends on your income, it's a puzzle you need to solve. And Policy Genius can help you do it. Policy Genius is the easy way to get life insurance. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the best policy for you. So easy. When you apply online, the advisors at Policy Genius handle all the red tape. They'll even negotiate your rate with the insurance company. No commission sales agents, no hidden fees, just helpful advice and personalized service for you. Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy; they'll also make it easy to find home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance. They're your one-stop shop for financial protection. So if you find life insurance puzzle- uh, puzzling, head to PolicyGenius.com. In two minutes, you can compare quotes, find the right policy, and save up to forty percent doing it. Policy Genius: the easy way to compare, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Go check it out today. PolicyGenius.com. Yes, I'm putting these back. I usually do it after the show, but then they sit there and float around. For those of you watching again on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, you'll see what I mean. So this isn't like your normal show, you know? <laughs> it's not. It's just not. It reminds me of my old uh, NRA TV show where we they were like, hey, you think you want to use a teleprompter? I'm like, nah, I'll just do it out of my head. They're like, no one does a show like that out of their heads. I'm like, no, I do. So I did a 30-minute show out of my head every day with like a little bit of piece of paper in front of me. I loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. All right, moving on. So uh, interesting piece up at Politico, which i you'll rarely hear me say that. Um, they, they don't call it yeah. bull, go for nothing. I'll say. Um, but Politico once in a while will find a diamond in the rough. Um, they have a piece out about an economic model they use to predict elections. And I want to contrast it with another piece I saw at the Washington Examiner doing my show preparation this morning. Joe, they have this economic model for elections and the economic model. Here's a snippet from the piece. It's a guy by the, uh, the models uh, by a guy by the name of Luskin. It says Luskin's current model, which looks at GDP growth, gas prices, inflation, disposable income, tax burden and payrolls. Has Trump winning re-election hmm. by a blowout margin of two hundred ninety four electable votes. This is pretty crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So I don't mean crazy he's going to be reelected. Hmm. Uh, I just mean that it's economic model the way it is now. You would think Trump was in deep peril by the way they're talking about oh, Trump, the media, Trump, 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 Trump's in trouble, Trump, this, Trump, that. Uh, this model has him winning by a very handy margin. Now, I, I only bring stuff up if I feel like I have some color commentary to add to it an angle. I saw an interesting contrast with this piece this morning. So just to be clear with the lead is this model, this guy Luskin's used in the past to predict elections indicate Trump is going to win reelection in a route. But then Michael Barone had an interesting piece up with the Washington Examiner. And the gist of this piece that Michael Barone wrote, it's in the show notes today. I encourage you to read it, is that what's old is now new again. In other words, the title of the piece uh, is Old Political Rules of Thumb Are Yielding to Even Older Ones by Michael Barone, uh, March 20th, 2019, Washington Examiner. What he's saying, Joe, in the piece, and he doesn't connect it to this Politico piece at all. I'm just making the connection myself. Mm-hmm is that a lot of these models that use basically the economy and other things to predict the election may be now, in fact, wrong because we're back to pre-Depression, pre-World War II type involvement in politics. Let me, ex- let me explain that. I know that sounded confusing. Yeah, so the political to... guys are saying, if you follow the new rules when the economy is good, Trump should be reelected. Barone is saying, yeah, that may have worked after the depression era and the world war ii era but if you look at politics before that people strongly aligned with that partisan label republican or democrat regardless of the economy or anything else in other words the rules about the economic models throw them out the window we're going back to the old days again you tracking me joe it's important to understand the difference yep 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 now read the barone piece because it's fascinating uh He's, sorry, my elbow's a little sore. You probably see me moving on the YouTube rather gently. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, Barone is suggesting that the depression and world and the World War II changed everything. That it was the depression was so traumatizing for people who lived through it, which is true. Um, my grandmother, who's still alive, gosh, you ever get her going about it? It was. Uh, I'm sure, Joe, you heard from people in your life too. Oh, okay. The depression was just a. Deeply psychologically traumatizing event for people in lives was the worst, you know, economic depression in American history. Yeah. It was a traumatizing event. People remember government food lines and everything. That people, it so frightened them, Joe, that it realigned politics. That anybody they felt after that, from either party that could get them out of this and protect them against it, that was their guy no matter what. Mm -hmm. So in other words, Joe, you had Republicans who voted for FDR. He won in landslides. I mean, upwards of 60% of the vote in some of his elections. Because people just didn't want to go back to the Depression. They really didn't care. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Oh, yeah. If the economy was, if we were, even though, Uh, folks this is not an economic show today fdr prolonged the depression i just want to be clear i'm not crediting fdr so again I, i i i under i know i'm gonna get 100 emails on it i am not crediting fdr with getting he prolonged the depression he made it worse but having said that when we got out of it some people didn't make the connection and even though it was prolonged under fdr they credited fdr for this also during the war the war was obviously i mean it goes without saying Psychologically traumatizing to people who lost loved ones and people who came home from the war. Sure, and the fact that FDR, at least on the military side, mm-hmm. uh, uh, did quite a good job in, in defeating uh, our enemies in World War II, that a lot of Republicans again jumped across the aisle. So Barone is suggesting that before that era, people just aligned strongly with their politics. In other words, throw this economic model out is where I think where he's going with this. Even though he doesn't reference a political piece, I'm going to make the connection. I'm saying that to you, folks, because I don't want you to believe that this economic model that Trump's going to win in a landslide is true. Dan, why would you say that? You support the president. Yes, I say that precisely because I support the president. If you think he's going to win in a landslide like people thought Hillary was going to win in a landslide in 2016, Joe, what happens? I don't need to vote. Right, right, Don't worry. He's going to win in a rout in Florida and all that other stuff in Ohio, Michigan. I don't need to show up. No, no, no. No, no. You need to show up. Read Barone's piece, folks. All these economic models predicting a landslide and all this other stuff—throw them out. I took a note here. This is going to be trench warfare. Barone cites James Carville, Democrat strategist. Remember the Rage and Cajun? James hey, Carville, yeah, man. Yeah. Mary <laughs> Matlin's husband, Snakehead. The Rage and Cajun. <laughs> yeah, he's a slick debater, yeah. by the way. You got to watch that guy. The Rage and Cajun, he appears in that uh, movie Old School at the end. Remember that in the debate thing? It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Rage and Cajun's economic theory of this was, it's the economy, stupid. You're going to get reelected on the economy, just like Bill Clinton did, despite his foibles. I'm telling you, throw it out. People cannot stand this president on the Democrat side. They are not going to cross the aisle, many of them. We are back to aligning strictly along the party votes. And Democrats have a bit of an advantage. I took a note on this. This is trench warfare now. It's electoral trench warfare. Do not buy into this. It's going to be a route. I'm telling you, I think Politico and others are writing pieces like this, Joe, to kind of put people at ease. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You don't need to show up. No, you do. This is political trench warfare. The old rules are now new again. And I put, took one other note here on my, uh, my show sheet. The 10, 10, and 10 rule. Make sure you either call, email, or make 10 social media posts each month before the election. You want Donald Trump to win? Are you hmm. serious about it? Call 10 of your friends. Are they going to vote? Oh, Dan, it's, oh, gosh, it's 20. Uh, we, the election's not for over a year and a half. Doesn't matter. 10 social media posts, 10 emails, 10, 10, and 10. Do it every month until the election. Folks, it, this is going to be trench warfare. Do not fall into this trap that economic models are predicting a landslide. Those rules are over. Okay. Um, one final piece was a good one. Daniel Greenfield, who does some really terrific, wonderful work at Front Page Mag, uh, has a piece up about uh, something we were talking about the other day, Joe. the he even uses the word um, cannibalistic implosion no. of the left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a a fascinating piece about how the left is bound to eat itself alive. The piece is titled How the Media. Yeah, 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 me too. How the Media is Pushing the 2020 Dems to the Left by Daniel Greenfield. Uh, And what the Beto O'Rourke cover up tells us about the media. Um, I'll have that piece in the show notes today. It is definitely worth your time Um, because it hits on a theme. How the Democrats and the media have this symbiotic relationship, but how the media has a hierarchy, Joe, mm-hmm. of how they choose to report stories, yes. and that hierarchy, when you understand it, you will get why Beto's story about being part of what was it, the Dead Cow Society or whatever, um, the, the, remember that yeah, hacking yeah, group? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this, if you may, I, I, I forgive me for jumping about. right in. Some of you may have missed it. Yeah, you you remember the story, but if you missed the show the other day, folks. A reporter from a reporter from Reuters sat on a story during Beto's race with Ted Cruz uh-huh. for the Senate in Texas about Beto being involved with this allegedly uh, criminal hacking group called like the Dead Cows or Dead Cow Society. Something the like name that. is so stupid; it's hard to even remember. Yeah, Dead Cows, the Dead Poet <laughs> Society. Was that Robin Williams? Dead Cow Society, starring Beto O'Rourke. Now the Reuters guy sits on the story until after the election. I mean, is there a more obvious example of media bias? The story obviously repl- reflects poorly on Beto would it have hurt him in the, I don't know, people just loved Beto anyway. I don't even think it matters. He's like, like I told you, he's the Gozer from Ghostbusters. Remember Gozer? Turns into the state marshmallow man. Beto's whatever you think he is. So, I, you know, Beto, they would have painted him as like the Matrix character, right, Joe? Beto was involved in potentially criminal hacking or whatever. They'd been like, he's like Keanu Reeves, man. Follow the white rabbit. Remember the lady in the beginning of the Matrix with the right rabbit tattoo, right? That's what they would have done because that's what they do. So I'm not even sure it would have hurt him, but the point is they sat on the story till after the election. Now, all of a sudden, and this is where we hit on this the other day, so you see where I'm going with this. Beto announces he's running for president. <gasps> Joe, the dead cow society story. Here we go. Creeps out. Beto's a hacker. Wow. All of a sudden, it creeps out. <laughs> Let me read to you from the Greenfield piece, because if you want you understand what Greenfield's saying, it makes all the sense in the world. Quote, the strategic timing he's talking about at the release of the story reveals the media's political priorities, helping Democrats defeat Republicans and then helping Democrats defeat other Democrats that are left, less, left, less leftist than the ones they are helping mm. within this hierarchy. This is important. Remember the hierarchy, folks. The media will champion liberal Republicans against conservative Republicans. First, it will aid Democrats against Republicans. Second, and then support socialists against Democrats. In every confrontation, the media will pick the side that is furthest leftward and use its power to back its cause. Bingo! Beautiful Daniel Greenfield. You are darn right spot on. Yeah. Don't, let me tie this back to the beginning of the show. We are not here to defend Republicans. We are here to get the truth out. If Republicans go down with it, then too bad. Not my problem. That's their They Shouldn't have been involved in the first place. I say that because don't get lost in this. The media is only there to defend the Democrats. No, the media are there to defend liberalism. There's a difference. Now, do you understand why the Beto story came out, Joe? Mm-hmm. What's the hierarchy? Remember the hierarchy mm-hmm. Democrats over Republicans at all times. Mm-hmm. Who was the Republican? Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Who was the Democrat? Bateau, as Tucker calls him. Mm -hmm. So Bateau's story about being a member of the Dead Cow Society, Mm -hmm. what's the rule, Joe? Democrats over Republicans, right? So is the story shelved or not? Uh, It's shelved. Yeah, it's shelved, baby. Why is it, Joe? Because it's Democrat versus Republican. Now, Bateau, who's taken some moderate positions in the past, like votes on entitlement reform, now he's come out full-blown leftist. Why is Bateau coming out full-blown leftist? Because Dead Cow Society member Bateau is coming out full-blown leftist because he understands the media rules, Joe, that he has a bit of a moderate past. Bernie Sanders and others, some others in the race, don't. So Bateau is engaging in a media protection racket, figuring that rule number two, Always back the more liberal Democrat over the other Democrat. Uh-huh. He understands he'll be a casualty of this, and that's why the story came out afterwards. Let me read to you more. You, fi- Joe, is that, does that make sense? Oh, yes. When you understand the yeah. hierarchy, your media rule number one, always the Democrat over the Republican. Back Bateau. Bateau gets in. Always back the more liberal Democrat over the Democrat. Who's more liberal? Sanders and these other people or Bateau? The other people, not Beto. So now we can put out the Beto mm. piece about the dead cow, dead cow society. Mm-hmm. When you that's why Beto is now running in a sprint to the left because he needs to protect himself against the media rules, which are always hammer the Democrat in protection of the more leftist Democrat. Daniel Greenfield goes on in his piece of Front Page Man again. Read it. The show notes, very, very good, highly recommended. To be a proper leftist is to live in perpetual terror of deviating from the party line. Leftists, Joe, wink, wink, nod, nod, Mm -hmm. like cannibals, form into lynch mobs for self-defense. If they're lynching someone else, their neck is momentarily safe. What did I tell you? That's a quote from Greenfield's piece. Mm -hmm. What did I tell you in the show earlier in the week? Liberalism is inherently cannibalistic and will implode and collapse on itself because unlike conservatism, which has emergency brakes built in, in other words, there are lines you cannot cross in your effort to advance individual liberty. When you fight for free speech, Joe, you mean free speech. Mm -hmm. There is no freer speech. You can either say something or you can't. So when conservatives fight for free speech, there's a, you get what I'm saying? There's a limiting factor, which is freedom. When you fight for, you know, tax cuts, there's a limiting factor in tax cuts. We obey the economics generally of Hauser's law. When you fight for healthcare freedom, you're saying, I want to make my medical choices. There's a limit to like, there's the limit is that you make your choices. You can't make your choices and make the same choice again. Uh, Gosh, I hope I'm not losing you. Nah, man, you you're you're cool. <laughs> yeah, you're good. When you've reached the state of freedom and liberty, you're there, like you've reached the tip of the spear. You're free. Freedom's- now, the freedom has yeah, to be defended. It. The 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 tree of freedom and liberty has to be watered with the blood of patriots as has been said. But when you get there, you're there. You there's there's nothing else to say about there that you're there, you're free. Right. That is not the case with government tyranny and control. I'd said to you earlier in the week that the lurch leftward continues to lurch because it never ends. Mm -hmm. I want a 70% tax rate. Then you see Julian Castro. I want a 90% tax rate. Then you see Elizabeth Warren. I want to confiscate the wealth of people who make this amount or more. Then you're going to see people later on. I want billionaires to be banned. (laughs) I want companies to give over control of the company to, to uh, outside stakeholders have nothing to do with the company. Uh, folks it never stops this is why socialism inexorably leads to starvation poverty torture and political imprisonment because the depravity never ends i want to steal their stuff well they don't want to give up their stuff well let's beat them to death this is where socialism goes this is why leftism frightens people like me this is why leftism and the media's cause their advocacy for far far leftists is so dangerous and what Greenfield is hitting on, although in the context of the media and the media rules, remember: Democrats over Republicans, far left Democrats over Democrats at all times. That's the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And liberal Republicans over regular Republicans, right? right. This is why, and when you understand those media rules, you're now seeing this lurch farther and farther to the left. It's not going to stop, Joe. We had Kirsten Gillibrand come out yesterday, Democrat okay. senator from New York, working for a uh, you know working for a a a. Uh, uh, excuse me, running for president. Well, how did it start? Social security. We need to expand social security. We need to take the cap off. We need to expand social security to everyone. Now Kirsten Gillibrand. We need to expand social security to illegal immigrants. She came out and said that yesterday. I told you it will never end. Gillibrand and Bateau, by lurching far left, are trying to protect themselves against the media, hoping that rule number two, Always choose leftist Democrats over Democrats. We'll apply to them. And when they go over to that leftist Democrat box, they won't be the subject of negative media reports. Brilliant, brilliant analysis by Daniel Greenfield. Very, very good job. Um, all right, folks, I appreciate you tuning in. I had a couple more things, but I'll get to them tomorrow. It's a lot of new stuff, New Zealand gun ban and other things like that. We'll get to that. It's just been a heavy news week. And uh, again, I'm just frustrated. Forgive me for uh, you know being emotional on today's show. I really probably shouldn't waste so much airtime on other people, but I'm only human folks. So, you know, I'm just the dude like you and I've, I've, you know, my skin is, is, um, is not as thick as I want it to be. And I feel like, you know, along with the president that we need to defend ourselves and defend him. This Ukrainian story is a big deal. We've been covering it for a while and it is perfectly legitimate right now to be asking very serious, sincere questions about McCain and his associates and their involvement in the biggest scandal in us history. Do not be frightened away from this story. All right, thanks for your attention today. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for watching on the YouTube. Please comment on the show. I've been reading your comments on YouTube. They're really nice. I appreciate youtube.com slash Bongino. And for our audio podcast, you're always going to be our priority, right? Please go to the podcast app on your uh, iPhone. Subscribe to the uh, to the show, Dan Bongino Show, on iTunes. If you're not a member of iTunes, if you're not don't you know, have an iPhone, you have an Android, you can go to iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. Follow us there. It's helped us uh, help us move up the charts. We really appreciate it. All right, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks a lot. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud, and follow Dan on Twitter twenty four seven at DBongino.